The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Good afternoon, evening, morning. Well, it's evening where we are. Good after evening, noon, my friends. Not sure good when you're day, listening. Good morrow. Hey there. Good. Uh, does the does the does the day find you well, my friends? If you don't do it, now's a perfect time because there's a humdinger a one. Oh, yeah. Patreon patronage. How much gets you an episode, Chris? Just a dollar, although we'd love a little bit more. Just a dollar gets you all the exclusive um, uh, podcast episodes. A $5 monthly donation will get you, um, obviously, all the podcast episodes, plus um, exclusive content, i.e. blogs that I've been writing, more like uh, reviews. I've been doing the best and botched of Lucha Underground, uh, sort of breaking down the episodes and what worked and what didn't work. I've been doing a, a a Game of Thrones recap discussion post that people have been digging, uh, and I'll be uh, doing some um, pay-per-view uh, uh, reactions and analysis on there as well. So $5 monthly donation will get you that. For a $10 monthly donation, it's This Day in SGW History, where each day in the morning I will post a uh, specific nugget as to something that happened in the nine to ten year span that the southern gentleman of wrestling was in existence so uh they're hilarious and they're great so definitely want you to sign up patreon.com slash the rough house podcast i finger my own butt i mean and that oh and also uh wrestler fan fiction that's the five dollar monthly you'll be getting uh wrestler erotic fan fiction i have two of them that i have to get up there well hello there now, I tossed that little nugget in just now mm-hmm. because I know sometimes people fast forward through the uh, the beginning of podcasts. Yeah. And if you missed it, you missed it. But I revealed a little something about myself. So you might want to rewind to the beginning of the episode and run back through because tucked inside of Christoph's explanation of what we do for your hard-earned money to be it, our hard-earned money, was a little something about myself and my sexual proclivities. Enjoy the Patreon podcast. There is a uh, a fun announcement from yours yeah. truly. Oh, poor. You got your phone in front of I you? I do. All right. I'm going to you know, I should have done this on the fucking the other one. All right. I'm going to I'm going to text you something okay. that this could be a thing and I'm not even to fucking allude to it. Uh hold on. Okay. Uh, this uh, is uh, intriguing uh, me right now. I like where you're going with uh, this. 
Yep, if it's, a, if it's a picture of your dick and balls, I'm going to be very upset. It's Because I've not. seen it a lot. All right. All right. Sent that off okay. to you. Right. It's in there right now. But uh, there's an announcement on the Patreon what? one. Yep. What? One year from today. You? Me. What? Yep. In the books. What? Yep. Oh, buddy. Get ready for that shit. Wow. August 4th. Wow. 2017 should be quite a day for your boy. That's tomorrow. So. That's tomorrow. No, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. August 3rd is when it'll happen. August 4th. You said 2017. You you mean 2018? Excuse me. Excuse me. 2018. Next year. Year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I got to go real quick. He's here. I have to. So one year. Yep. I began. I began that journey on the 25th of this month. Wow. Four times a week. So yes, yes, it's a whole thing. Okay. Inspired right. by a certain guy's bodybuilding exploits, I said, "Hey, anything you can do, I can do one better." Jesus. So it's going to be a whole fucking to do. It's idea. too goddamn late to turn Terrible back because idea. that's where I was at prior to me coming on to this podcast today was over at that gentleman's uh, business, mm-hmm. getting everything in order and signing things and agreeing to oh, things. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's real. So it's fucking as real as it gets. <laughs> yeah, it is. As real as it gets. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yes. All right. Yeah, so that will not, and by the way, that is a fucking deep, deep, deep cover. Fucking section I gotcha. nine. I gotcha. Dulce Air Force Base, Rough House exclusive. I ain't even bringing it up on the radio show. I Because gotcha. I'm going to wait until it's a fucking definite, I think I can do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, And I'm not going to end up in a goddamn morgue. And then I will reveal to the world the master plan. But I, I've kind of wanted a long, overarching story. Okay. And I think I fucking found it. And I am probably going to get hurt. So, <laughs> can not wait. But at this point, I welcome the sweet release. So, well, fingers crossed. Hopefully your uh, neck uh, will be in a better place than John Cena's right now. But hopefully it will be in the same place as Million Dollar Baby. <laughs> so, let's see if it all pans out. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Where do you start? Do you start with what happened with Cena? Do you start with the big Enzo Amore rumors? Do you start with everything that recently happened? What have ye? Yeah, Bork Lasnard, possibly. You know, a pork fam spelled, possibly going back to the UFC next summer after he fulfills his Royal Rumble and WrestleMania obligations because... Let's just get right into that. Yeah, let's go with that. He received a suspension for a violation of USDA protocols, and he physically, legally could not fight until that suspension is up, and it's not up until next summer. Well, because he's retired, so the suspension never really happened. So he he would have to reinstate himself as an active performer, and then the suspension would have to be carried out. And then on top of that, he has to uh, train, and then he's 100% commitment um, to WrestleMania. So, Man, I don't know how that fight goes. I would say size-wise, he's got it. Wrestling-wise, he has the slight edge. Striking-wise, John Jones. John Jones damn near decapitated Daniel Cormier in this past fight. He kicked him in the fucking head so goddamn hard. He had two left eyes and nothing on his right. <laughs> it was a nasty head kick. John Jones has got limbs that if he punches you on a Sunday, it makes it to you on a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> so, I, I that is a... That's a 50-50 match for me. That's a much more competitive match 
in hindsight, hindsight being 2020, I think if we look back at the UFC 200 surprise appearance by Brock Lesnar, right. I think I was singing Mark Hunt's praises also, and we saw that fucking debacle yeah. went down. Um, I will say it's 50-50. Brock could grind him down. John Jones outstrikes his ass. But it will be a mega, mega, mega pay-per-view event. Oh, absolutely. This will be, this will be MMA's McGregor Mayweather to a far less extent but a still pretty special extent. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be millions uh, of dollars or millions of pay-per-view buys, which would equate to millions of dollars of both of those people. I mean, Brock Lesnar can make in that one night what he'll make for an entire year in WWE. And WWE's contract is no slouch. No, no, it's not. He's making fucking big money. If, If they want to transition from this... And I think they do. I think both sides do. The WWE lent him them Brock Lesnar for two hundred. They made themselves a nice chunk of change. Yeah. I think they got a chance to do it again, especially with the William Morris agency now owning that thing. WME. They could give a fuck about the sporting aspect of the Is UFC. Is that what that stands they for? WME William Morris Entertainment. Okay. All right. that was, oh wait, I'm thinking Philip Morris the cigarette. They're not the cigarette people. Philip Morris is a cigarette. Okay. William Morris right. Right. is yes, Sorry. yes. William I Morris got confused is a. For a second. And, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, William Morris, uh, WME, is um, one of the, uh, or William Morris Endeavors, but right. also known as William Morris Entertainment, LLC. Uh, we used to know a guy that told everyone in town that he was signed by them. And that's not true. That's not a thing at all. Oh. Uh, no, I'm, I yeah. got gotcha. you. You didn't even have to yes, answer my anything. I got gotcha. <laughs> you. Yeah, we've got, uh, we've got Brad Pitt. We have yeah. uh, uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. We have we Leonardo DiCaprio. Louis we C. have... K. Louis C.K. and the guy that's at Fishhead Cantina this weekend. <laughs> of course you do. They don't give a shit, a shit about sporting endeavors. They want entertainment. They want money, yeah. They want pay-per-view sales. They'll have, they'll have fucking Brock Lesnar fight a goddamn a panda yeah. if it gets them 3 million pay-per-view buy buys. Pay-per-view. They'll put it in there. I would watch Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of a, pre- a pregnant panda. Inside of a cage. Come here, Sing Sing. Completely slept. I'm going to make here, you tap, Sing tap. Sing. <laughs> yeah, I'll make you fucking tap tap at his fist fist because fucking Brock Brock needs to eat eat. Hell yes. <laughs> so that, bamboo. I would say, is a is a high likelihood at this point. Does he return to the WWE afterwards? I'd say take your time. Yeah. Let him return. One last hurrah. Let him give, you know what? Here's what I think happens with Lesnar one day, and this is long form shooting from the hip here, okay. that he was a huge, huge Undertaker disciple. Mm-hmm. Taker backstage, Ton of mutual all accounts are to be believed. Ton of mutual respect. He was the guy that bestowed upon Brock the right to end his streak. Yeah. Still thought that should have just been the fucking retirement of it all, but the company, the only person he was more loyal to than himself and his family was, Vince, was McMahon. Vince McMahon and did what he wanted him to do. Right. He emulates a lot of Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And I could assume with Undertaker going out on his shield and giving Reigns the rub that Brock one day will do the same for someone. Yeah. I think if he leaves, returns, I think the next go-round in the WWE after a UFC fight right. or two, depending on how it goes, could be his into-the-sunset moment and he anoints someone else. Apparently... If rumors are to be believed, he really likes Samoa Joe. Yeah. And is one of the reasons that he had no problem. There's a guy that's relatively selfless in the ring because he's Brock fucking Lesnar. What's he have to prove to anybody? Nobody, he's a yeah. real life walking beef weapon. Yeah. 
Yeah, no one's questioning that fucking guy's <laughs> capabilities. Yeah, he's a fucking pork tank. He's going to kill whoever he feels like. Right. He apparently has a lot of mutual respect for Joe. And if Joe continues on the upward track that he does, you know, he's he's onward and upward. Fingers crossed they don't bray his ass or pull some other weird type shit right. with him. They uh, could have the chance to have who's going to be the next Taker? Who's going to be the next Shawn Michaels? Who's going to be the next Brock Lesnar? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Strowman? Is it Samoa Joe? From a size standpoint, it's Strowman. From a viciousness standpoint, right. I'm more afraid of Joe at this point. Yeah. And I would have to wonder if he bestows that on him one day. Yeah, but uh, it depends on, like you said, we're talking long term here, and and Strowman is a lot younger than Samoa Joe is. Yeah, he is. So great that point. would that would have a lot to do with uh, you know the decision behind the scenes to to bestow that honor upon him. Plus, I mean, Samoa Joe in terms of of accolades, I mean, obviously Brock is a legit sporting competitor, um, but Samoa Joe has such a solid reputation within the pro wrestling business that there are few um there are, are, are few active right now that are really more uh respected in, in a position like that than a Samoa Joe I think but he's respected industry wise and P1 wise yeah. but you need to get him national I'd say Samoa Joe as far as the casuals are concerned is a recently signed WWE guy not a lot of people know about his ROH history, his right. TNA history. I mean, the, the WWE only watching individual, yeah. which is the majority of their audience, I think still still needs to see more from him to truly get what you and I already know, that he's a fucking fantastic competitor yeah. with a rich lineage, an amazing history. Uh, it's the same. It's the, one of the reasons that we had our concerns and curiosities about a Shinsuke, right. which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's another guy with a huge backstory and a fantastic pedigree, but does someone in, you know, Flapjack, Arkansas fucking know about this guy <laughs> or give a shit what he did at Wrestle Kingdom? Right. You mean to tell me there's a Camelot wrestling organization? No, that's the name <laughs> of a... Never mind. Go. So I I think that... I, I would think that your guess of maybe him one day anointing Strowman... If I'm Strowman... I'm buddying up to Brock. Oh, yeah. I am. I'm like, teach me your ways. What did you do to terrify a generation as a youngster and then another generation as a returning blood-covered 300 Spartan war hero from another company, the UFC, Mm -hmm. to terrifying a new generation of people as the Beast Incarnate and learn from that guy? Right. And with the implications of this possibly happening... WWE wisely is starting to work it into their angles. The when Heyman and Brock came out on Raw on Monday and said, "If Brock Lesnar loses the WWE Universal Championship at SummerSlam, he's leaving the WWE." Do I, you know, think that's the case? I'm not sure right now. Um, you know, they slipped in that nice ultimate reference, right? Uh, you know, it's 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 smart business because it gets people talking. Um, about uh, you know Brock's future in WWE and and his future in in, in UFC, so it's a win win win. Um, I I didn't think Brock was going to retain uh, before this information. I I'm still not sure. I don't. I still don't think he's going to. Um, but having this four way match at SummerSlam um, protects him in such a way that he doesn't have to eat a pinfall to lose his championship. You're right. It does protect him. It keeps him uh, as the guy who has one of those angles, such as a Finn Balor, 
I left, but you never beat right. me for the title. When someone else gets beaten, it does allow for the former champion to return. And Brock's act is, it's not getting stale, but it Too is getting, it's getting a little bit, um, okay, he, he's still a big name fighter, but we've kind of grown used to him being back and being a special attraction. I think we kind of need him to go away again a little yeah. bit uh, and then come back as someone special. Again, maybe for the final time, which brings me to someone else I was thinking about. Okay. That it's a blessing in disguise. That, oh my God, we're losing Brock. He's going to go to the UFC. We're never going to have him again. He's our special attraction. No, let him go away. Let some other guys bubble to the surface. He comes back. He's got a whole new crop of competitors. Yeah. Bailey's injured. Yeah. Bailey's got a fucking shoulder thing going on. Best goddamn thing that could happen to her. Yeah. The best. Cool her off a little this, bit. This, I want her to take a Finn Balor amount of time off. Take some time off. The women's rosters are thin to begin with, but you're going to have a whole new crop in that May Young class mm-hmm. that you could choose from. Asuka is doing some shit with Ember Moon where I can't believe it. it looks like fucking Ember Moon might be the one to take the fucking title from yeah. her. If you watch this week's NXT, get the fuck out of here. Um, Which, holy shit, let, that, real quick, that Alistair Black uh, Kyle O'Reilly match. God damn it. That was fucking That beautiful. was fucking, dude. He hit him with that fucking black mask oh. and then drops down to admire his handiwork. Get him to the fucking main roster immediately. Turn him into someone's goddamn weapon of hellfire retribution. Unleash him on someone. How do you combat the fucking demon? Because it sounds like we're going to be getting some Finn Balor's demon shit again, which we've been lacking since his return. You give me the demon versus the druid, and take. here's my fucking pin number, man. Let those two guys go at it. But Bailey has not had a very good year. Mm-mm. She has had odd title reigns, confusing matches, strange alliances. Terrible They've segments. muddied. They took a simple dish. You're a cook. Yeah. They took a simple dish, like a meatloaf, and added 3,000 fucking unneeded ingredients right. to the goddamn thing where it breaks down, falls apart, and by the time you're done with it, this doesn't look anything like the original dish right. that I loved so much and heard so much about. Take a step back. Let her go away until winter, they, and yeah. then just roll her back out as the Bailey that we knew and loved. They uh, they put a one on the stake. Yeah, they did, and then uh, then a sprig of parsley, yeah. and then a, an orange twist right. on it, yeah. and then it's a Murray's T bone. All right, come on. <laughs> with a sizzling dumb skillet that has the big cloth handles so you don't burn yeah. your stupid fucking Indiana fingers and then someone saying your order to I don't need it make me a fucking steak and make it well yeah. and that's it and she has been well done and seasoned and covered in grippy drippy fucking gravy and a weird chicken breast and on top of the chicken breast is a fucking crab cake and by the time none of it's good yeah get back to Bailey agreed just agreed I think this shoulder thing, as much as people are bummed out, it's going to be one of the best things for her. If it's real, some are still kind of juggling around in the air. Is this is this a Braun Strowman thing? Because now we can't believe anybody right. with Braun Strowman being injured, not injured. I, I, I don't wish ill of her, but I hope it's real for a reset. Right. Oh, I, I think it's, it's relatively real. I don't think it's quite as bad as Ballard's was. Um, but that doesn't mean that she can't take the time off i think right now as of uh today's wrestling uh observer newsletter uh uncle dave is saying that um she's probably going to be taken off of uh house shows and taken out of the ring so she can heal up and they're thinking she can still perform at SummerSlam. um 
So maybe her and uh, maybe her and Enzo can fucking take a car out of the arena together because it sounds like they're both leaving Raw <laughs> by the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, I mean the I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know about this whole thing. So Enzo, you know, nobody really likes the guy, and Corey Graves, I, this bring it to the table show on the network. Um, yeah, is is blurring a lot of lines here. So did you watch this? Because isn't there JBL talking about him also? Yes, yeah, JBL and Graves with Rosenberg. Court. Yeah, and um, I, did, I didn't watch it, but I read a transcription of, of what Gra- and Graves flat out said. I don't really like the guy because, you know, Enzo Amore is Enzo Amore 24-7. And if you're around a character like that all day, every day, you're going to want to slap the shit out of him. Because it's a, you know, in, in, in small doses... Super entertaining, funny, great. But if it's yap 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 all day, it's it's gonna it's gonna grate on some people's nerves. So there was that. If that's really him, yeah. That unless you're a Shawn Michaels quality fucking worker, which you ain't, and you have the you have the the very unique and unfortunate distinction of being looked at by the chairman. As if rumors are to be believed, as a fucking clown. Yeah. As a full blown like the, the rumor is is that Vince McMahon enjoys watching him get the shit beat out of him, which is why you've seen so many right. fucking squashes of this guy, and they want to just have him have the shit beat out of him yeah. constantly to where McMahon actually has a fucking laugh at it. But now it's like a new toy that he's kind of sick of playing with. Well, and you hear that yeah. after SummerSlam, there's going to be a shakeup right. and stars will be sent back to NXT maybe. And yeah. right now he's at the top of the pack. That ain't going to be a trade to SmackDown. They're going to send him back down to NXT. Right. I, and I think with McMahon, the deal is, yeah, he's kind of like his little clown, but he also realizes the fact that, you know, crowds are pretty into Enzo. So he, he's a good, um, when he gets beat up, it's good for building heat on whoever beats him up. So it's kind of twofold with that. Um, you kind of take the, the good with the, uh, with the bad. I there. think crowds were, were, well, yeah, into Enzo, right? He has cooled he's down cooled. quite a bit. Yeah. If you want, yeah, the, 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 bloom has come off the rose with him, right? Especially now that he's fucking on his own and he doesn't have this big seven foot tall terror yeah. standing behind him that you have to worry about. Then you have the stripper shit with him about the woman at the strip club. Did you read this woman's account? No, I of didn't Enzo hear this a story. Strip club? No. Oh, this is a fucking big, nasty, ugly deal. Uh, just search Enzo Amore's strip club, and there is a stripper. Many different sites. Still real to us. No DQ. Wrestling Zone. That. This stripper fucking dragged his ass about the time that she spent with him recently, a few days ago. Where he was bragging that he's a fucking superstar, right? Makes all this money. Yeah, that he was he was was smoking pot, and they're like, "You can't smoke pot." He's like, "Hey, I just pay a twenty five hundred dollar weed tax. I don't give a shit." He's calling all the women fucking whores. He's basically treating this woman like total shit, and then tips her ten dollars. Oh, and he talks about what a big fucking deal he is, and um. He got a couple of spanks, showered me with $10 in singles, even though he kept telling me how rich and famous he was. I kept thinking, if you're so famous, how come I've never heard of you? But I didn't care. I still wanted that money. Right. And she was uh, a big, huge former WWE fan. And he says, I asked for a pic for myself to show friends. And he said, he's too famous. I agree. I said, 
true, you don't want to get TMZ'd, happens all the time. And he was bragging about being able to get high. We had a conversation, we had a forced conversation because he was high as fuck, only a $25,000 fine. He was a real fucking creeper, apparently. Oh, this is not a nice account of, of Enzo. And it's getting passed around big time right now to where Enzo might not be long for the WWE. I mean, if a Simon Gotch is shown the fucking door with some of the shit that he pulled backstage, Enzo, who can jaw jack but can't work a fucking lick outside of becoming a human punching bag and a big rag doll. Uh, That's an man. in-depth story, too. I'm just scrolling through it and getting the uh, getting, getting the, the once over there. Damn, dude. Like... Come on. Man, talk about a fucking fall from grace right off idiot. the bat. Just, you gotta wonder. You think to yourself, man, they never won tag titles in NXT. Nope. They never won tag titles in WWE. Nope. Did did Enzo have something to do with that? To where, like, man, this guy sm- loves the smell of his own shit so much. We better not give him the goddamn title or he'll walk around like he's fucking Lennox Lewis holding the strap in the 90s like he was the goddamn heavyweight champ. He's already got enough of a fucking non-zip-it ego. Yeah. If we give this guy gold, is he going to be even more miserable to be around? It's certainly a possibility. Uh, and Cass has got to be scratching his fucking head. I got to wonder Cass's take on this. Like, will Cass one day do some kind of tell-all? Like, listen, when we first came up, it was oh, fine. Yeah. We are two hungry guys. And then he... He started living the gimmick, man. He started. He was. He was flair without the accomplishments. Dude, you you asked me a year and a half ago out of Big Cass, Enzo Mori, and Carmella, who'd be more successful on the beginning of August 2017, and the answer is Carmella. Nobody Jesus. would have fucking thought that. I would get the fuck out of here. Those two are going to be a modern day tag team legend. Right. It's, it's the Diesel and and Sean sort of thing, and the whole debt. Nope. Nope. You got. God bless that they gave fucking Big Cass a slightly edited um, theme song, so he sounds a little bit better. Still not great. But Carmella is, she's the most successful out of the three. Yeah. That is crazy. In hindsight, thinking of their path, thinking of them together and then apart, she really has stepped up and fucking owned well, it. And maybe being away from those two, actually not definitely, maybe. Yeah. Was a boon to her, especially yeah. Enzo himself. Well, I think the blue brand helps too, because the blue brand during a, sp- a split will provide more um, chances for uh, fresh faces than Raw will. Um, that's pretty much been proven over time. So, you know, yeah, the the Enzo cast split may have been too soon, um, but that's where you really learn what these two people are capable of, and really, uh, on their own, they're not capable of much. It, as it seems. You want to really motherfuck this guy without releasing him? Send him to 205. You send him to 205. Yep. Yep. You send him to 205 and let him... Flounder. Let let him let him be someone for just fucking Neville to just tee off on for a month or two. Yeah. It only raises fucking Neville stuff. Yeah. And he's going to look like a goddamn king against him. I am going to be eager for... It. Enzo might not be around in a year or two. It's going to be interesting to... Um, to see what he gets into, to see how he does. For you UFC fans out there, or those that aren't, look up a guy by the name of Juni Browning, J-U-N-I Browning, and he was an ultimate fighter who uh, had a little taste of the good life uh-huh. 
turned into a fucking psycho because of it. Mm. He was blown out of the company and then just proceeded to turn into a goddamn lunatic <laughs> and almost has the exact same tattoo in the back of his hand oh. instead of a microphone. It's a Dick. grenade. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, Enzo is more and more, unfortunately, reminding me of Junie Browning, a tiny, scrappy yeah. little fucking yap-yap chihuahua dog who life just beats the shit out of because of his own misgivings. So. And hey, that's not to say it's not possible for him to turn not impossible for him to turn it around. You know, just a little attitude adjustment, no pun intended. Um, you know, stop being stop stop uh buying your own shit. Stop buying into your own hype. Um just come down to earth a little bit and, you know, no, nothing is owed to you. You have to work for everything that you're going to get and just put the work in. He he can do it. He can turn it around. Um it's just whether or not he uh he has it in him. I think what I thought was interesting about this, too, is that bringing to the table some of the quotes that I was able to read from JBL talking about Enzo and his relation with the backstage, the locker room and wrestlers court. And he was talking about how a lot of guys that get taken to wrestlers court never succeed after wrestlers court once you've lost the boys. Right. And he said the one exception to that was the Miz. That the Miz right. back in the day yeah, he used to dress was outside a guy. And, yeah. He had to dress outside. And his <clears throat> infraction, from what I understand, was relatively small. It's the old eating chicken over some other guy's bag thing. But then kind of came with a little bit of a, hey, I'm an MTV star, right. reality star ego. And they smacked that shit down yeah. out of him. And he came raging back into the uh, headliner intercontinental champion, fucking superb performer, yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania headliner, headliner that he is yeah. today. I would love, and we'll never get it. But I would love for them to get some content on the network that had to do with Wrestler's Court, where they could animate it, maybe. Yeah. They change the name of the people, maybe. Yeah. Where you have Taker be the... As everyone knows, it, Taker's the judge. Sure. That you have JBL is the one attorney. Uh, there's like a bailiff. There's a opposing counsel and all right. that. Have those people actually be those people. But then, you know, have Wrestler X who did this or, you know... We'll say, uh, you know, the, the masked asshole decided to yeah. steal someone's fucking deodorant or whatever. I would absolutely love, love for them to tell real life tales where they change the name to protect the innocent of wrestlers. Court. That, that reminds me of something. I thought about this the other day, maybe earlier today, actually, um, r when they were hyping up the network initially, they were showing all these sizzle reels of like, you know, these interviews. And one of the interviews was of the undertaker in like an under armor hoodie given like, you know, talking about something. And I don't, I don't know what, have we ever seen that footage in any of the shows on the networks? I don't remember ever seeing the undertaker talk out of character yet. No, I don't think I have either. That's a great point. I don't think I've ever seen that but at all. But do you remember that? That Yes, I do. Yeah. I remember that. I, and I don't... I don't th what the fuck was that show about? I, I don't know. It, I, it, now, did he do anything on the Monday Night Wars? I remember watching all of them, but I don't remember whether or not he... If that's where they use that footage or if they never use it. I don't know. It just popped in my head the other day and you talking about... Wrestler's Court just brought it into my head there, so... God, who the shit was that? Ah, oh, fuck. What was that show gonna... I feel like it didn't have a caption underneath of it, anything like that. They gave us like a heads up as to what that could have been. Uh, it, there may have been, but it was so long ago. I don't remember. Um, and, you know, speaking of the network, the numbers, you know, as we talked about last week, have have taken a hit after WrestleMania, you know. And uh, also of what we talked about last episode with the TV rights and everything, the TV rights brought them a shit ton of money. It's still their number one source of revenue is TV rights right now. So until yeah. the whole face of television changes, the you're not going to get Raw and SmackDown on the network. 
Well, that's been a, that was an interesting thing. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that they are still making money off of that. And as a matter of fact, they're making far less money than they had in the past with their actually cutting some pyro, cutting. Yeah. They, they 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 need to do a roster trim that we ain't going to see this UK show. You ain't going to see this no. all women show. It ain't going to happen. 205 Live was a fucking failed experiment, and I think it doesn't see the end of the year. Talking Smack cut back. The spinoff, the talent talking smack oh. shut down. You're going to see some shit trimmed. Yeah. That they're they're going to start fucking nickel and diamond when you've gone from making 30 mil to not coming anywhere near half that midway through the sh- the year. Especially when you hear, God, there was an episode recently of something you wrestled with with Bruce Pritchard where they're talking about SummerSlam 2000 and when Conrad was reading off stats. Mm-hmm. And it was sometimes, and correct me if I'm wrong if you guys listen to both podcasts, but he's like, yeah, in 2000, 17 years ago, they made $109 million one year. Adjust that for inflation almost 20 years later. Right. This isn't. This the business ain't and fucking that's in, boom. That's in like revenue. That's in like after paying that's in profit. Profit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was looking for. That's the word I was looking for. Not thirty mil. Not right. the fucking five, ten, twelve. They're looking yeah. to make this year. So it, wrestling ain't cool right now. No one wants fucking wrestlers doing shit. Cena's a breakout. Rock is a breakout. Yeah. But you didn't have ten characters across multimedia platforms and people on doing late night talk shows and people doing guest appearances on Pac Blue and the Drew Carey show and showing up on SNL and Mad TV. That shit's over. Uh, they need to find a way to make this shit appealing again because no one gives a fuck. I miss the Drew Carey show. I fucking love the Drew Carey show. I love Drew I Carey. I miss Boy Meets World with Vader. <laughs> That's right. He was Ethan Supley's dad. <laughs> Holy shit, that's funny. Uh, that's a good pull. Um, oh god, you said Pacific Blue. Holy shit! Remember Pack Blue, bitch. I, bike cops. Yeah, the show. I remember back in the day with with Monday Night Raw. Uh, at from seven to eight was Walker Texas Ranger. Then you have Monday Night Raw, and then it was like La Femme Nikita afterwards. Silk stockings. Silk baby. stockings. That yeah. That holy shit. Oh, I used to fuck with some silk I stockings. I bet you did. I'll I fucking bet got you so, did. My dad used to call fucking Pack Blue Gay Watch. I fucking. He's like, you got the other show with the fucking Night Rider. I don't know why he's Italian. He's got this other fucking show. who's like, you got fucking Night Rider out there and these fucking chicks, these big ass titties. And meanwhile, you got these guys wearing these fucking nut huggers riding around on Schwins trying to figure out who robbed the fucking snowball stand. Fuck gay watch. I ain't watching that show. It sucks. Fucking you want to fucking watch a bunch of guys on a bike or go hang out at your fucking your your, your brother's boyfriend's house. You fucking mook. Like, <laughs> were you raised by the Brooklyn Brawler? I was raised by fucking Dave Lombardi. I was raised by fucking Johnny Gargano. Hey, hey, he's a fucking piece of shit. What, what, what fucking gear are you in? Fourth, you gonna be able to fucking catch up with him? Hey, watch out! Here comes fucking Mario Lopez. Can he make it over the curb? Stick around after the fucking commercial break. <laughs> fucking. Pack blue. That show is trash. USA's uh, track record is straight trash. USA. Pretty much everything between, except for, except for uh, Mr. Robot, uh, which was, I, I watched the first season. Which was an was, outlier. Yeah, yeah. It was great. And if you like suits, you also like the Boondock Saints because that shit is <laughs> tragically What's shitty. the other one? There was White Collar. There was Suits. Oh, God, there's so many crappy ones. I can't even begin to... I just... All I know is what is into and out of Raw. Yeah. I ain't watching USA. Shooter. Fuck all else. Shooter. With Ryan Philippi. Shooter. 
All right, unless Ryan Phillippe is trying to have fucking three ways with what's the what's the what's uh, the movie called? Cruel Intentions, uh, inappropriate cruel touching, intentions. cruel cruel fingers, yeah. whatever it is. Cruel yes, fingers. cruel summer. Yes, dirt finger. Yes, yes it's an Ace, then it's I'm an a, it. uh, Ace of Base song, Cruel Summer. <laughs> hey, we got to get into fucking uh, uh. the Cena Nakamura. Not just the occurrences in the match, the match I itself. Am, the match itself. What were they? thinking? Thinking, having that match <sighs> on fucking SmackDown. Well, what a goddamn W, as far as I'm concerned, a WCW fucking Goldberg Hogan in Georgia move when you should have had that shit on a pay-per-view. How do you not put yeah. that as a fucking headliner of a pay-per-view when the result of which is going to be a far less entertaining match? Yeah. What's a bigger match? Gender versus either one of those guys or those guys going at each other. The same thing with fucking Corbin. You're giving me less of a match at the conclusion of an amazing match. Like, that was the headliner to me. I don't really give a fuck who took on gender. That was the match. They should have had gender fight one of them on SmackDown, go on to fight the other at SummerSlam. Because Shinsuke... Cena is a SummerSlam headliner. Absolutely. And you blew it on a SmackDown. Well, um, the the one counterpoint I can think of, and this is something I brought up in the past couple months, is the ratings, you know, trying to get them back up to where they should be. And if you, you they promoted it a week in advance. They had a whole week of promotion of first time ever, John Cena versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And the ratings uh, on Tuesday, I think, um, were in, a little bit improved. Should have been a lot improved, to be honest with you. But um, they, they were up. So I guess in terms of that, that's your only silver lining. But I, uh, I mostly agree with you, man, that... That match is a, is a big four pay-per-view headliner. Um, just two legends who have been doing it for, you know, about the same amount of time. Maybe Shinsuke has a couple more professional years on him. Um, I think I think Cena's 40. Shinsuke's right around there, too, right? Yeah. Um, just about, yeah. But different sides of the world have never met, you know, in the ring. That's, that's huge. That's massive. That's and I'm mega. looking at these ratings here. Dude, it was it was a fucking chest hair of a bump for SmackDown. It might as well have been completely ineffectual for the August 2nd episode up 34,000 fans. Mm. That is fucking nothing. That is zero. It went from 2 million 2.54 million to 2.5 Oh, this yeah, these this is no, nah, man. They fucking wasted that shit on SmackDown when you're trying to get people to get on the network to give them network content by having a fucking super crossover mega matchup mm-hmm. like that, the best of New Japan versus the best of WWE, and who subscribes to the fucking network, the hardcore, if anybody's on the fence, man, that might be a fucking network seller to them. And yeah. you fucking put it on a SmackDown. Now, the match itself, I thought, was fantastic. Yeah. And Shinsuke is coming into his own, coming into his own a little bit too much, with that exploder, yeah. who I think he might have gotten a little overzealous, got a little excited. I think John Cena might have launched himself a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm thank not God sure for the, the muscularity of that guy. Seriously, I'm not sure of the exact physics of how that matches or that maneuver is supposed to go. Because I know dick about actual wrestling. Um, but man, 
they and they kept showing the replay in slow motion, and dude falls straight on his head, and his head or neck bends in a way that you know you're 12 years old and trying to suck your own dick. That's the only other way your neck bends like that. And he didn't see it coming. Well, hello there. Uh, yeah. Damn, dude. That it was nasty. Like ugly. you said, if you're 38 years old and you're trying to suck your own dick. That is not a way you want your fucking neck to bend inward. Yes. Your chin touching your fucking right. chest, giving your little stomach a smooch. Uh, you did apologize. <laughs> you heard right. John Cena say, say it's okay. It. Yeah. You know who's got a great breakdown of it and a great story to accompany it? If you search Bully Ray yes, I read Nakamura. That. Bully yeah. Ray had a great breakdown about Brock pulling him and a belly to belly and dropping him on his fucking head yeah. and just trying to teach him a lesson saying, hey, it's going to happen now and then. You can't be rattled by it because a very young Brock Lesnar back in the day began to apologize profusely, apologizing, taking him out of the match, ruining the match. So he's like, do it to me again and made him drop him on his head more times to teach him, hey, it's going to happen. Move on from it. Don't let it rattle you too much. Don't be lackadaisical and lazy in it. Right. But don't. Don't don't divert from the original intention and plot line of the match because you're a bit freaked out about what happened. Yeah, it's a high Shinsuke risk. Uh, it's a high risk um, job they have. You know, any other you know any random match it has a possibility for a career uh, or I mean really a life threatening injury. Anytime you step in that ring for a match. Um, a lot of stuff can go wrong and, you know, that's why they do the, don't try this at home. And I, you know, a hundred percent, you know, when I had my matches, uh, in wrestling rings, I did not train well, but I didn't do much. I, you know, it, it did a body slam and, uh, did a stone cold stunner and a couple boots and a shoulder in the corner. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing Frankensteiners and shit like that. So yeah, it, it, I didn't train at all. I didn't train <laughs> uh, uh, pretty much whatsoever. And I think the proof is in the pudding. When you see me uh, uh, get punched in the face by uh, the bruiser yeah. and Jerry, the King Lawler and Booker T yeah. and uh, I didn't properly learn how to get punched. So I just ended up getting punched. Did you take a twist and of fate from Lita too? I took a twist of fate from Rebby. From Rebby. And yeah, and she yanked my fucking head clean mm-hmm, off my shoulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I took many a chest chop yeah. from a G Fed. Yeah. Uh, I took a power bomb from a Ken Dixon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I've had, I've had, I'm, I'm, I'm MCW Zenzo Amore. Yeah, you got You don't want me over. around because I won't shut the fuck up and I just get the <laughs> shit kicked out of me. Oh my God, it's so true. I love yes. you though, buddy. I love you though. Thank you. Yes. One day I'll return to that organization should they so choose to have me. So yeah, the, the match itself was great. The one, um, when uh, Nakamura was setting up for the Kinshasa and Cena ducked out of the way with a drop toe hold into the STF, yes. that was beautiful. That was a smooth, <sighs> clean Ooh, maneuver. Yeah, it was. That looked really good. And the, the AAs and him kicking out of the AA was great. The match was good. I mean, it wasn't long. It was probably under 15 minutes. Um, and that that was another downfall of having it on TV. You know, on a pay-per-view, you're getting at least 20 um, if not close to 30 for something like that. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, you know, there'll never be another first time. Um, it's like Poppy and Cherry, but there will be other times, I'm sure. Uh, granted, Cena doesn't, uh, or assuming Cena doesn't have a broken neck at this point, that we'll see those two tango again. So, you know, there's that. But there were three. SmackDown was good this week. Because you had that match headlining or main eventing. You had Chad Gable and Rusev. Did you catch that? 
Yeah, I did. That was a fucking great match. Oh, man. That's... I mean, Rusev... Chad can fucking go. God, he's strong. Toss the fuck out of Rusev. Holy shit. He launched him. And he's... A smaller man than him. Yeah, but but he's 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 like you said, he's strong. He's got that core strength, and he got you know Rusev over and put Rusev over. I mean Rusev, you know need, Rusev needed a little rebuilding. Um, I, I wasn't expecting Chad Gable to get launched into you know the upper echelons of the uh, roster right away. But if he keeps doing what he's doing and putting on really good matches, then he's gonna he's gonna get over. Um, Maybe maybe it takes a Daniel Bryan sort of uh, story for him to get over. Maybe they uh, are a little more um, welcoming to the fact of getting him over eventually. I don't know. But he certainly has the potential. I think he won the crowd over that night, too. Yo, he definitely did. No, his work that night was great. I'm glad that they haven't let him fall to the wayside with uh, uh, Jordan over on uh, Raw Ugh. doing what he's doing, Ugh. which was not, not Gable Rusev. Yeah. The Raw... Not without its high points, I am genuinely enjoying the shit out of Rollins and Ambrose, and that story. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's I think it's interesting how they've been able to long form this thing, mm-hmm. and uh, very rarely do you see anybody revisit their transgression True. of the past, the betrayal. Yeah, it, it, with this in depthness, like when Dina, great line a couple of weeks ago, when you know. Uh, it was a two-on-three Miz Taraj versus Ambrose right. and Rollins, and Dean says to him, you've got to worry about three guys out there. I've got to worry about four. four. Yeah, it's a good line. I was like, man, that's a fucking really good line. Yeah. And and it's Rollins sort of paying his penance yeah. and bringing up, and Dean sort of being very hesitant to trust this guy again. Not this, you fucked me over, you fucked me over, but then you sort of helped me out, and you swung a chair at our mutual enemy, and then we shook hands, and we're back, baby. Big cheer right. next week, totally cool. Yeah. No, they're letting this thing have a real slow burn so to they, it. Won't they? You know, it's the yeah, and meanwhile, keeping Roman fuck all away from it. Roman's yeah. doing his own yep. goddamn thing. I, I like this. I don't think Roman needs to be involved no, in this. I think no. uh, I, I think Roman's got his own thing going on, which is going the well shield too. Breakup, it's going fine. The, the shield breakup was about Dean. I mean, Seth goes cartoon evil, turns right. into a fucking nut. Roman goes on and becomes Pushing a main eventer, yeah. and Dean was the guy kind of left in the middle, like what the fuck? This was my right. family. I went crazy because of this, and he's slowly putting that back together to where instead of just being an all at once, all three hounds of justice are back. You get these guys, they're working like a well-oiled team. It sounds like they're probably going to be them versus Shazar, Cesaro and Sheamus yeah. at SummerSlam. Right. And Which will then, be a great match. It's going to be a fine match. Great counterpoints to those yeah. two. And then who knows, down the line, if he needs the backup somehow, Roman can call in some friends. And then yeah. maybe a shield thing, a slow yeah. rebuild. Like when DX would get back together, it was a sudden gigantic yeah. thing. When the NWO would get the band back together, yeah. a sudden quick gigantic thing. I can't remember the last time a stable slowly, methodically reformed itself yeah. and then maybe have a declaration of we are the shield and we are back. Oh, God. And do that long form instead of, my God, they're all on the same page. Right. I like it. I like the uniqueness of it. I think it's one of the best things going on in Raw right, right. now, I, outside of that the main event picture. Fucking, that de- demolition derby of fucking porterhouses just slapping <laughs> into each other's asses. How do you feel about Samoa Joe taking the clean pin on Monday? I'm okay with it. Are you? I'm okay with it. It kind of okay bummed it. me out a little bit. 
I'm fine because he's exhibited such... This is going to piss him off even more next week to where he was confident after his performance with Brock, but he did lose that match clean. Now that confidence is going to start to shatter, and I think you're going to see a far more angry furious, reckless Joe, I don't think it hurt him at all. Okay. And I think it's going to add to a level of anger of, oh, fuck this noise. I ain't going to put my, my shoulders on the mat anymore. I think you're going to see yeah. an even more fired up, aggressive Joe. I don't think it hurt him at all. He got in plenty of fucking licks. Yeah, um, I know. If, I, I'm, but I'm not mad that's at all. If they take that route, route there's still a chance, of, you know, with all the fucking wonky distraction count out, um, you know, disqualification, wonky finishes that they do. In, in a match where you you know you have three top guys going after each other, why would you do a clean pin there? I don't know. And if if it's like you said that they're going to give that to be motivation for Joe, then great. But if not, then I'll then I'll be a little pissed. Personally. I got no problem. There's been especially after some of these recent cards that had so many yeah, goddamn bass backwards. How the fuck are these things? I don't mind a clean pin. I don't mind a clean pin at all as long as someone has a good, solid showing on the show. I'm okay with it. I mean, he didn't look like a bitch. They didn't fucking squash him by any means. No, you're I right. Know people, you're are, right. Uh, people are, again, you know, Roman's the new, uh, you know, Roman's the new fucking Cena. You know, fuck everything he does. But I, I again, I've had, so, I've had such a fill of well, how the fuck did that end? Right. I mean, between the women's money in the bank shit, the AJ Owens shit, the great Khali shit, a clean pin's refreshing at this point. Yeah, but they're doing it backwards. They're doing the clean pins on Raw and SmackDown and the wonky finishes on the pay-per-views, which is the exact opposite of how everything used to get done. And I know the model has changed without people shelling out 50, 60 bucks for a pay-per-view. It's it's just, it's it's been, I guess it's been a weird adjustment as a viewer to see stuff like that. And I don't have a problem with it being Reigns that, that, that pinned him. The problem was him getting pinned. It could have been Strowman, it could, you know, what, whatever. I mean, Brock pinning him obviously didn't hurt him because that match was, you know, what it was. I don't know. I tell you, Joe's just, my pick to walk out of SummerSlam with him. He's my dark horse. I really hope he does, I man. think Joe wins. I think this is this is sort of a, a little sleight of hand type shit to where they're, they're setting it up. He loses to Brock. Reverse He momentum. loses to Roman and fucking uncorks it yeah. at, at, uh, at, at SummerSlam. We still got, what, three more weeks? It's the 20th. Two and a half, man. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of time to, to get to get stuff done and get some uh, some things there. Um, I guess we're one step closer to finally getting some answers. Did you see the uh, Fashion Peaks? Yeah. Okay, I'm not a huge David Lynch guy, so I had to read some of the references I, as to what that stuff was. I've never seen an episode of Twin Peaks in my life, but just the bulletin board alone with the David Lynch uh, references, you know, Bella Twin Peaks and uh, Blue Velvet. Firewalk Fire with me with yeah, Kane and just, uh, Blue Velvet. But it's just so, it's just so well done. And but I, are they gonna, it was weird as shit. I don't know what the hell Connor pouring syrup on a log means. I know it was weird as shit to watch, but I was fucking entertained. And it like went viral. Entertainment Weekly wrote about it, and all these other like major um, film and TV critic uh, blogs and websites and magazines and stuff have talked about this Brizango segment, which is fucking hysterical to me. Getting back to uh, Roman Braun and yeah. Joe, how the shit was that not the headline? Uh, they've all but given up on the third hour, man. I, I don't have any. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, their their numbers have been steadily dropping. 
uh, in the third hour for, I don't know, a really long time. Because I watched that fucking cast show ma- mm. uh, match at the end, and it's just a fucking Dud. dull fucking plotting affair. And yeah. then here comes Enzo fucking flying out and getting like, get this fucking dingleberry off yeah. my back. I'm like, you just had a great match with those three earlier. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was a, I mean, that match is getting three and a half, four stars from some organizations or some, some dirt sheets. And then you end with that fucking thing, man. I mean, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they're just so goddamn checked out of that third hour that I don't know, start the show fucking earlier, start at yeah. seven, do whatever, put the last hour on the network. I don't know. But I don't think you're doing yourself any favors by giving up on the third hour. When your business is suffering, don't cut back on advertisement. It's just going to make well, it die quicker. There, I mean, there's they're still getting the money for that third hour, whether or not the content's good or the people are there. So, But it's going to affect their, it's going to affect their, their advertising rates. If those rates start dropping down, I mean, on yeah. a... On, but the advertising show, isn't, the, isn't worth as much as the TV rights themselves, which is where that's, yeah. that's where their money is. It's just a fucking it's a shitty business plotting. model for a fan. It's not a great business model. I mean, Raw was was not as good as fucking SmackDown, not by a goddamn long shot. And that crowd could give a fuck. That crowd in that yeah. third hour, man, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, uh, very, very, very tired. And, Pittsburgh, um, tough crowd. Pittsburgh, rough group of people, rough women, rough, rough men. Rough children, rough hobos, just rough everything around there. How about the houses? Oh, rough, rough. McGruff, McGruff the crime dog. Just rough, rough, rough. Sandpaper hand job, rough. Oh, Sandy Handy. Dry. Sandy Handy. Sandy Handy. Write that down in the SGW Bible. (laughs) Yes, where she gave. To bring it all together, I actually stole that from a USA original series, the comedy Sirens. That was actually a pretty funny show with the uh, paramedics. Okay, there was the guy got a, san- uh, a a Sandy hand job, so they called him Sandy Handy. Sandy Handy. So I stole it from a USA original. That that show was funny. I'm, I'm and if if you don't think so, that's fine. But I enjoyed it. Rug so. burn, tug burn, something like that. Yeah, and there the, you uh, go. That sounds like uh, Tropic Thunder. Tug tug rug <laughs> rug burn tug speedman. Yeah, Rugburn, Tug, Speedman. Yes, all of these are SGW characters. I like it. Yeah, write all this down. I won't. And donate to the fucking Patreon page. Please. <laughs> Give us your we money. Have a great episode this week. It's a great fucking episode it, with yeah, Transformers cast. It's, it's true. It's one of the better ones we've done recently. Chris, take us out. Um, was there anything else we were supposed to talk about? Nope. You sure? Fantastic. Um... Nothing I can think of. This is where somebody says something funny, and then we laugh, and then I hit the glorious thing. You do. But uh, this week, we're going to mix it up, and Chris is going to take us out. Thanks for listening. Here it comes. Buckle up. No, that was was it. That was it? That was was it. His Patreon numbers are starting to make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1- 
N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.